Okay. Welcome to Elmo's World Podcast. This is Elmo Dory Jr. And it's awesome that we have Dusty Hard Dusty here. And he is uh, a guest of mine that, uh, and I would like to talk to him about self-realization fellowship. It's and it's a f- form of meditation that I find really, really interesting. And Dusty, can you uh, introduce yourself? Why, sure. Yeah. So I've been a uh, self-realization fellowship member since uh, I received the lessons in uh, 1991 officially, but actually. Um, my relationship with the guru who is the founder archa of self-realization fellowship began with my grandmother when I was three years old uh, he came into the country in 1920 and toured uh, large auditoriums to sold out crowds and I believe my grandmother had seen him um, at a live appearance and she herself like when I was three years old I'd, I'd catch her in a dark room, and she herself would be meditating. I found magazines that he was publishing called East-West, a, a stack of them on one of her tables. So although I was formally, um, became a member of Self-Realization Fellowship in 1991, the relationship, uh, strangely enough, goes back all the way to when I was three years old, and uh you know we talk about reincarnation a lot and it's a possibility that i might have had a relationship with him before this lifetime you know it's uh, pretty amazing wow, it's interesting and um i want can i ask about reincarnation like um what are your views on that, that that's really interesting reincarnation well i mean i'm in an incarnation now so you know the proof of reincarnation you know I can't really speak about <laughs> because I'm I'm in an incarnation so uh, and we have a veil you know between lives so uh, although the guru you know has access because he you know they're omniscient omnipotent omnipresent you know so they have access to all that knowledge beyond a normal lifetime you know they can see it all they are an incarnation of God as it were so as far as incarnation I can't see beyond the beginning or the present moment uh, to speak on reincarnation because of the incarnation I'm in right now yeah but um when it, when you talk about reincarnation you mean that in a way uh, our per, our souls have existed before and simply that Uh, when uh, someone, a human being, dies, the soul uh, reincarnates or and becomes an incarnation. For example, like me and you. That's the rule of the universe. Uh, um, the technical information is that we're all on a path of ascension from actually probably subatomic particles. <laughs> all the way up through what is said 84 million uh, lives going through the mineral the plant the animal and the human and that you know everyone's on their own separate path it's not necessarily self-realization fellowship path because as you know there are 
uh, many religions that, that speak of this uh, concept uh, and actual reality. But, uh, you know, I can only speak on what I've learned from the teachings from Paramahansa Yogananda. And uh, the information I'm relaying to you is the relation to the teachings that, that I've read and understood. Okay. Uh, can you tell us more about these teachings from... The teachings come in many forms. Uh, you know, the, the primary access to the teachings would be to become a member of the organization, the Self-Realization Fellowship, uh, and you can find them uh, by, uh, you know, online would be Yogananda, uh, let's see, Y-O-G, Yoga, A-N-A-N-D-A hyphen S-R-F dot org, and they can, you know, you can link yourself to apply for the lessons, and those are the direct teachings from the guru, but he has a library of books. If you go to the Self-Realization Fellowship website and link to their bookstore, he has so many books. Uh, it's just amazing the amount of literature that he has written, and uh, it's rather astounding. So we have the teachings, the formal lessons, uh, by becoming a member, you have access to his books through the bookstore at the website, and they also have a quarterly magazine called the Self-Realization Magazine in America, and it's called the Yogoda Satsanga Society. Well, actually, the Yogoda Satsanga Magazine in India, and they're this, pretty much the same thing. Uh, so as far as the teachings go, we have the lessons, we have all his literary contributions, and we have the quarterly magazine, and now there's videos. And when Yogananda came on the scene, he came to America in 1920 by himself to appear at the, um, it was a religious convention that he was asked to speak at in Boston, Massachusetts. So, uh, and he was bringing uh, a particular brand of yoga uh, from the what we, you would call Raja Yoga, and this is like one of the highest scientific methods for direct perception of God, and it's called Kriya Yoga. And I can't really go into that very much because it it is an advanced technique and you really need to go through the um, through the lessons you know lessons one two three four to get to that point where you become eligible to receive Kriya initiation so this guy's been around since 1920 he left the body uh, Mahasamadhi on February 7th, 1952, at the end of a speech that he gave at the Biltmore, or in the Biltmore Hotel ballroom in Los Angeles, when and when the Indian ambassador was uh, uh, 
India received its independence at that time, and this Indian ambassador came to America to speak. Yogananda, uh, before the ambassador was to speak, gave his own speech uh, and also uh, read a poem, My India, which is very famous. And at the end of the uh, poem is, My feet have touched that sod. And at the ending of that sentence, he had his Mahasamadhi, which was conscious exit from his body. His body collapsed to the floor. Uh, the doctor said he had suffered a heart attack, but people who know, know that he... You know, it's, it's, you know, I don't want people to confuse this with suicide or anything like that because it was done consciously, a conscious exit from his body at the end of his speech uh, for a very, uh, you know, historic occasion, the uh, liberation of India and their independence. Okay. And um, when you talk about the why would someone need to learn the self-realization meditation. Say again? Why would someone need to learn uh, the these lessons? Uh, well, that's the, the proper way of receiving the teaching. Uh, you can gain some knowledge from... Yeah, but, uh, uh, yeah, um, but um, for example, uh, for example, me as someone who has never heard of the uh, self-realization fellowship meditation, um, why would I um, engage in the, this sort of meditation and attempt to learn well, it? Well, it's whether it's it's a, it's a choice. You know, Jesus gave us a choice. Jesus gave us free will to choose, and your choice is whether you want to have direct perception of God, or whether you just want to knock around and do what people do in lifetime without following religion. So you have to have a desire to know God. If you have that desire, becoming a member or reading the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda is a marvelous way of doing that. Okay, so it, it means that if I were to engage in self-realization meditation, uh, that would allow me to be able to perceive God? That's the, that's the goal. God is the goal you know he is the center of, of one's life at that point you know you know any, anything else uh, you know because a man has a success mechanism built into his brain uh, to paraphrase what one of the monks has said on one of the temple talks available on CDs in that quarterly magazine I was talking about um, Let's see, let me not lose my train of thought here. Well, there goes the caboose. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, let, let, let's pick up on another question here. I don't want to... Yeah, so um, why, why would I, for example, want to perceive God? You know? Why, for, from a starting point, why? Well, we live in God, and God uh, is the only thing that exists. Now, we can con ourselves and think that, uh, you know, we could get into the subject of the ego and the soul. You know, we, we have a body, 
We have a mind, but we are the soul, each and every one of us. You know, we have this ego to interact with the world. The ego is the soul identified with our body. So you can either choose to live a life centered in ego desires, ego satisfaction, or you can pursue a life led by the soul, which leads to God, who is, you know, it, God is everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, for, for example, um, uh, uh, your guru is someone who has, in a way, found enlightenment and is, and is able to uh, share his methods on how to perceive God with these lessons and these teachings and would allow guidance, right? And so, um, f would, it be able, would I be able to achieve enlightenment independent of any other teachings of other gurus as well? I can't speak for them. I can only speak for Paramahansa Yogananda, my guru. Uh, you know, the Kriya Yoga technique he referred to in his time from the 20s through the early 50s as the airplane uh, to finding God, to perceiving God. You know, other techniques might, might get you there. You know, I, I can't speak for the other techniques. Uh, there are many out there. The idea is to find the method that works for you. Uh, Guru has said, you know, try a method for a year or so to see if it's right for you. And if it's not, you know, continue your search. Uh, you know, so I can't speak for the other methods. You know, the, the, a famous uh, spiritual saying is that all paths lead to the one and that's that's guaranteed that because God is the only thing that exists yeah and so um, for example if I were to uh, be able to ex experiment for myself and find out how I can perceive God and um, would I be able to do that uh, through the SRF method absolutely that's the only method I can speak of you know, uh, I mean, you're welcome, you know, of course, like I said, Jesus gives us free will. God has given us free will. So you can choose whatever method uh, that appeals to you, that that you feel works for you. Uh, you know, Paramahansa Yogananda is, he's a friend. Uh, he had his Mahasamadhi in 1952. But as everyone associated with the organization knows, that he is more real today uh, than he was in his physical form. Because if you understand the terms omniscience, omnipotence, and omnipresence, he is totally attuned with God, and he is essentially everywhere at once. So I would verify, you know, through personal experience, through intuitive perception, that, uh, well, I'll quote him. He said, those who think me near, I will be near. Mm 
And I, I can guarantee you that is true. You know, I mean, I feel him here right with me, helping me take care of this interview so I don't mess up or become too nervous. I'm kind of an anxious fellow, but, uh, uh, you know, one of the first things you achieve in the lessons through the techniques of meditation, which are unique to SRF, one of the first things you receive, one of the first gifts is peace and calmness. And that's in this day and age. That's that's you know, that's a wonderful gift to have because we're in a very agitated. Uh, if you're in America, it's all carved up, divided up. Uh, Jesus had one teaching, unity consciousness, but nowadays it's as you know, it's cut up into all sorts of denominations, and even in the Bible. Jesus did not have a Lutheran teaching. He didn't have a Methodist teaching. He didn't have a. He had one teaching, unity, consciousness, and and our guru is totally in communion with that. He has personally written books on that on that unity consciousness. He has a, a set of books. Yeah, and I wanted to ask, like, um. Wouldn't you say that, for example, if someone dies, right, and they were not able to perceive God using the SRF method, would they would they be able to be in union with God after that, or no, not? Well, no. it's just like going to college. You know, you got to complete, uh, you know, certain credits to receive your degree. So, uh, you know, if you've gone through this life and you haven't passed all the classes, well, you'll spend some time in the astral, you know, for a while, but you'll still have to come back uh, to finish your degrees, you know, to, f to finish, to, to graduate. Yeah, and, um, but in terms of that, there, are, there might also be other ways to perceive God rather than the SRF method only that you can you you personally attest to the SRF method yeah right? yes uh, yeah I cannot speak for any other method and and wouldn't engage uh, myself to do so because I, I can't speak for the methods there there's a very popular uh, fellow on YouTube his name is Krishna Das and uh, he promotes chanting which is a very effective way of perceiving God, but he would be the source for that particular practice. You know, if you watch his show, it comes on YouTube uh, every Thursday. It's called um, um, Healing in the Heart Space, and uh, it's very intuitive. But it's a separate practice. But I can chant along. I can get something out of that show. But my home is with Self-Realization Fellowship, with Paramahansa Yogananda and our line of... Okay, and I wanted to ask you personally, um, have you perceived God in some way? Have I perceived God? Well, in my very limited uh, form and with the brain capacity of a human being, you know, I perceive him right now, because because nothing 
if God is the only thing that exists, then there's no there's no outside. The Bible talks about uh, God creating everything, and you know anything that wasn't created by Him wasn't created. So even in my human form, limited as as it is, I have perceptions of God right now as I'm sitting here talking to you. And but in terms of, for example, what method um, you have to uh, to uh, do or learn in order to perceive God and be able to not just stay in the astral realm and actually. Um, proceed to be in union with God um, I would like to ask like um, why is it necessary for humanity to learn these methods either God or destruction there's you know I mean it's 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 cold it's a cold universe we live in and uh, we only have two choices it's it's good versus evil you know, on any plane, you know, they talk about uh, higher planes, you know, the astral is the next ascension level that we can go to between incarnations uh, or on our way to the causal plane, which is the next uh, step up. And there's other steps up to cosmic consciousness. And... It, it has nothing to do with the gross, you know, we're in a body here. Well, in the astral, that's, bodies aren't necessary, you know. And it, it's a little hard to talk about uh, something like that if, you know, you don't have direct perception of it. My direct perception right now is this plane that we live in, in this universe, in this in, infinite sphere, you know, with all the planets and the hundreds of billions of galaxies and whatnot, I can only speak of this this realm. But uh, um, I'm. I wanted to ask, um, in terms of w what other realms there are out there, uh, can you tell me more about those? Um, in what your your teachings tell you well, about? Well, you know, my knowledge, like I just got through saying, is is pretty much limited to this plane that that's right in front of my face you know we can speak of the astral plane which is the next increment up and then above that uh, the causal plane which is supposedly based in thought alone you know there is no there are no bodies there are it's it being thought in the realm of ideas the next step up is cosmic consciousness where one is in complete union with God when when I've been told and I must accept their knowledge because it's not my knowledge I have to you know there's a degree of acceptance that, that they know more about it than I do but that our, our identity doesn't completely vaporize even when we're in cosmic consciousness the self our self our soul just becomes infinite and uh, the words that I use to describe these things are limited by the words I use to describe it. Yeah, okay. I, I understand that. Um, I wanted to ask you about, for example, um, how, how, much, how many followers does the SRF have right now? 
Like, are there millions? Uh, it would have to be close to the million mark. The, you know, I mean, you can Google it. Um, he recently, well, he didn't. Well, I guess maybe you could say he did. Through a film company, released a movie uh, a couple of years ago called Awake, and uh, it goes through different details of his life that aren't shared in his uh, best-selling book, Autobiography of a Yogi, which is, uh, you know, the not the Bible, but the text that set everything into motion. If you remember Steve Jobs uh, from Apple Computers, at his funeral, uh, he made sure everybody got a copy of Autobiography of a Yogi. Uh, the only book on Steve Jobs' computer was Autobiography of a Yogi, and he read it every year until he passed away. So that's a testimony to this to this monumental book that uh, you know that got the whole thing started and has propelled it. This organization, without it, without its leader, although his leader, our leader, is still leading. He's just doing it from a different office in a in a different place. You know, most organizations, when they lose their leader, they fall apart. So Self-Realization Fellowship has broken that mold. And rather than building big mega churches like uh, some denominations do, we have temples, mandirs, um, all over the world. Uh, at the end of a wake, they sort of pan around to the different groups and organizations throughout the world. You know, there's an organization in Russia. You know, there's a group in Iceland. Uh, you know, I know people in, in Australia. Uh, the group that I administrate and moderate on Facebook, which is called uh, Application of the Teachings of Self-Realization Fellowship, Yoga to Satsanga Society, has a completely global membership. It's not a very big group. It's not even a select group, but it is a unique group. Um, most of the other uh, Facebook pages are rather rigid. You know, they uh, limit the kind of posts, and, uh, and you know, they have a little bit more rules than we have. We have, um, for instance, uh, you know, we post uh, uh, Aaron Michelle who channels the Master Jesus, and there's marvelous, positive things every day to read on that site. Uh, I have a friend in India who has access to brilliant illustrations, and he quotes directly from all the teachings, from the lessons, from all the books, uh, from the, you know, the, the Yogoda Satsanga magazine. And he contributes every day, very positive messages in a very divisive and negative world. Yeah, and I wanted to ask, um, for example, uh, because you speak of God and you use the Bible, um, so are you s talking about the y Yahweh, the Bible, the Christian God? Well, I mean, Yahweh isn't that kind of Islamic? 
I mean, he when Yogananda came to America, uh, and this wasn't pantheism. This was this is unity consciousness. So there's a huge difference in that. That his first temple that he opened up, and there's pictures of it in the autobiography Yogi, in the movie Awake, in other volumes, and it was called the Church of All Religions. And uh, you know, we were one of the. Uh, affirmations is that we honor the God worshipped on the altar of all religions. You know, there's only one God. There's only one God. You know, and and different religions, you know, see a different facet. Like if you have a diamond, you look at it one way, you're going to get a different texture of the lighting. If you turn it another way, you'll get a different texture of the lighting. But it's still the same diamond. So we embrace all world religions, all true religions. You know, there's some scammy things, you know, all over the place in business. And, you know, I mean, we have the good and the bad. There's no, you know, self-realization does not take good and evil and cut evil off and there's only the good left. No, we have a very practical view of of this uh, part of creation that we're all exchanging, you know, experiences with, and we take the good with the bad. We're we're not perfect. God is perfect. We, on the other hand, are not. You know, we need a lot of work. <laughs> so we have the teachings to help us. You know, do that. And, and God is the goal. In a way, you um you might you might say that some of the Christian and Muslim teachings are wrong because they, uh, they, they're they different from what uh, your guru no, teaches. not at all. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Uh, I'd say, because I can't speak very much of the Muslim, uh, the Quran is very strict. They, very, they follow Christ probably uh, more rigidly than the Christians do. But Jesus is in there. He's most definitely in there. So the Bible applies to the Islamic religion as well as the Christian religion. Now, I take personal offense and have taken an issue on Facebook with the fact that new Bibles are changing the words that Jesus the Christ spoke. And that is pretty dangerous. And it's happening. It's happening right now. Um, there is an experience that I will relate to you. It's called the spiritual eye. And this can be perceived by anyone by closing your eyes and placing your inner gaze between the eyebrows. This is the center. This is called the katasta chakra. Jesus refers to this in the Bible as he does to many religions, Eastern religions. He says, If thine eye be single, thy body shall be full of light. So he is most definitely referring to the spiritual eye. And I will tell you now that new Bibles, as new as the NIV Bible, have changed Jesus' words. 
and and said that he said, if thine eye be good, thy body shall be full of light. And that, I think Jesus takes issue with people changing what he originally said. You, you follow me? There's, there's a danger in that because there's a lot of people in mega churches that don't necessarily have a very strong will of their own and they need to have somebody prancing around on a, you know, a glittery stage in an Armani suit telling them how to believe because they don't have a will of their own and asking for money from people who can't afford to give it and so there's a little bit of mischief going on in there and I pity and pray for the poor people who can't see the difference and Jesus gave us Jesus gave us free will and he expects us to use it and for people to give up their will and to accept the will of people who might not be preaching the Word of God but the word of how to keep my, you know, multi-million-dollar home, you know, my two hundred fifty thousand dollars sports car, and you know, just I, you know, the, the, that's that's a travesty of Christ's words. You know, he suffered. He suffered for us. You know, we respect that. He is one of our avatars. You know, we, we don't just worship or revere one teacher. You know, the guru isn't the head of, of, of our worship. <laughs> we have Lord Jesus the Christ. We have Bhagavan Sri Krishna and our Param Gurus. Now, uh, a lot of uh, Indian or Hindu-related uh, religions or orders have a long line of gurus you know like they have the guru now and when that guru passes on another guru takes his place well in self-realization fellowship there are only four gurus and uh, before his passing before Paramahansa Yogananda's passing at his Mahasamadhi he said the teachings will become the guru and they they are if if you understand if you read the lessons they're alive yeah and i wanted to ask like um what what are is the nature of these lessons uh, can you give me an example of what you do in a lesson they describe every facet of life because a devotee of of the organization of this order uh runs into you know every problem or circumstance that anybody runs into and so the guru actually you know addresses probably every life situation you could get into you know to to give you direction because a lot of times our minds are clouded you know with with all sorts of things you know personal you know uh, illnesses you know families being sick you know financial problems uh, you know, we need a clear light to, to shine through the darkness of all these circumstances that life puts in our way, you know. So as far as the teachings, 
you know, he, he covers pretty much every subject, stage fright, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, how to handle your finances, you know, uh, how to prepare for world crises, you know, like the ones we're in right now. Uh, but, you know, I can't really go into the lessons. Like I said before, uh, the best way to do that is to become a member to receive the lessons and study them on on your own. And uh, you're not totally on your own. There's phone numbers for the Mother Center in Los Angeles, California. So if, if you're having trouble uh, understanding a particular lesson, uh, you have the access of either emailing or speaking to a minister on the phone to help you over that speed bump, you know, so that you can move on. So uh, to go into particular specifics on the lessons, um, you know, I re really can't do that. Uh, it teaches. It teaches. Yeah, but um, that that does that in a way does that also include um, medicinal marijuana or what so or whatever or uh, other um, that kind of stuff. Um, does does the le yeah like I I I am familiar with a lot of of so uh also meditational uh programs that allow that to to help or assist the program. Uh, you know, you'll see in the movie Awake where a fellow asks uh, Paramahansa Yogananda when he was still alive. Well, you know, I, you know, I, I, I drink. Is it okay if I drink and come up here and hang out with you and all the devotees? And he says, you may do so. And he said, well, is it all right to, you know, like, like smoke or something, or, you know, and still come up here and, and hang out with, with you good people? And Paramahansa said, you may do so. But Guru also said that, I cannot guarantee that you will continue those practices once you begin study the lessons. So I'm 65. I am a child of the 60s and 70s. I have a history of, of substance abuse. I have a history of being an alcoholic. But I've also gone through the purification and eliminated those things that stood in my way from achieving my goal. And my goal is direct perception of God. And I want to ask then, um, because um, you said that you had a history that, well, you were not born in the self-help, uh, self-realization fellowship. So um, what views did you have before that was changed when you entered the and learned the lessons? Well, everything changed. Uh, actually, when I received the lessons, I was still drinking. So it wasn't until a couple of years later, and I, I believe Guru saw that, you know, I had karma coming. You know, you do bad things in life, you're going to pay. You know, it's the golden rule. You know, you don't, <laughs> you don't get out of that. You know, you do something bad, whatever you do is going to come back to you. So I had to do that purification. 
I was in Alcoholics Anonymous for five years. But if you know anything about Alcoholics Anonymous, you know that right from square one, they tell you to connect with a higher power. And that, that's the words they use, a higher power. They don't say God. They don't say Jesus. They don't say Allah. They don't say anybody. They say a higher power. They leave it up to the individual who wants to get sober, whatever he wants to choose as a higher power. Because you have to recognize that there has to be some power greater than yourself to pull you out of your, out of your stuff. Uh, you know, out of your mistakes. You have to recognize there is someone greater than you so that you can move forward. Okay. And um, it's uh, it's been a great conversation with you, uh, uh, Dusty, you know, and um, I want to ask one last question. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it seems that um, this uh, meditation program is really peaceful and it's good, you know, and you, you, you exposed some of the the scam, uh, na scam, uh, scammy nature of m some mega churches, and that uh, you showed the contrast of how good your uh your the S the SRF is, you know. And I want to ask you, um, if there's anyone there listening to this podcast, what would you uh, advise them to do, and what uh, what why would they want also to indulge in this self and self-realization fellowship program I don't know if you're sick of the garbage of the world being handed a short end of the stick uh, then reach for the infinite that which has no end uh, a, a life of of joy and love of expansion you know, because we feel that we're so limited. We feel that we're so trapped. And there are many practices. Find the practice that is best for you. Follow Guru's advice. Give it at least a year. But I personally highly recommend Self-Realization Fellowship. And if you're interested, to go to yogananda-srf.org to get information or to go to the Self-Realization Fellowship website and get information and to check it out. You know, totally, you know, you're free to follow any practice. But, but I personally can recommend SRF to help you out and show, uh, show you a better way, a better way of living. So that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is your host, Elmo Ador Jr. And thank you for listening in. And please subscribe. Please follow us on Facebook. Please, please follow this. Please. Thanks. Thank